Hey guys, I'm Dan. And I'm Ken. And we're from the informal podcast, Kills and Chills. We cover anything from serial killers, assassinations, missing persons cases, you know, you name it. Yeah, and then we also cover anything having to do with the paranormal, cryptids, and conspiracy theories. You can find us on all major podcasting platforms. Yeah, we'll see you there. Welcome back to The Woods, a podcast about the mysterious, the legendary, and the plain weird. I'm Sandy. I'm Angela. I'm Oscar. Yay! Okay, so yeah, Shazne's not here this week. We miss her terribly. Yes? Nothing. I just want to be closer to the microphone. Okay, well, there, there you go. Um... Anyways, Shazne is unable to be here today. Please send her your love. She just had some other things to take care of. But luckily, I have two of my favorite people, my younger siblings. Angela, what are we going to talk about today? We're going to be talking about ghost stories. Oh, but wait. I just got ahead of myself. (laughs) How was your week? My week was uh, pretty good, actually. What'd you do? Um, I was just outside most of the time, you know. Great. Oscar, how was your week? My week was boring. What did you do? Chores. Well, you should read more. And you stayed in your room the entire time. Yeah, because I had nothing to do. Okay. Um... Guys, you're supposed to ask me what, how my oh, week. How oh, how is your, your week? week? <laughs> Thank you. My week was okay. Um, I think it was more like Oscar's week. I didn't really do much. Anyways, so today we have ghost stories, Angela? Yes. Yes? Okay. So we're just going to read to you some ghost stories and go from there. Does anyone want to go first, or do you want me to go first? I can go first. Okay. Mm. Okay, so I'm reading this straight off of a book called Canadian Ghost Stories by Barbara Smith. Awesome, and what's the story called? This story is called Suburban Spirits. Great. Um, I'll probably mispronounce some of the names or, like, some things in this story, but it's okay. Okay. So, um, about seven years ago when this, I guess, story was written, this girl named Diane and her family moved to a house on an acreage east of Edmonton. Once Diane's family settled into that new house, one of her friends gave her a gift of a plastic toy horse, which she lined up on her shelf with the rest of her toys. She'd come home after school to find them moved or rearranged or even occasionally missing altogether. So she accused her older sister of having been in a room and moving the toys around to just creep her out, I guess. But her older sister denied. And when the strange activity kept acting up, Diane discussed it with a trusted friend. Her friend said that maybe I'd been a ghost and that piqued Diane's curiosity and they dragged out the old Ouija board. Oh no. So Diane and her friend 
didn't really, I guess, didn't really know, like, what it really did at the time. But they apparently learned that there was a ghost of an eight-year-old girl in her room, and her name was Katie. So, but obviously she was suspicious of her friend about, like, moving the thing. What's it called? About moving the Ouija board. About moving the Ouija board piece or whatever. So, like, at first she didn't really believe it. But, so, instead she brought two more friends to try it out again. And before explaining, like, what they were about to do to her friends, there was strange things going on with the horse. Um, so when her friends got on the board, they said some someone named Katie had answered them. Diane was pretty sure that it was a spirit because Dave r- remarked on how her name was spelt. So, like, it was spelt a certain way, so Diane knew Does that it, it, it must have... spelled? Yeah, it was spelled K-A-Y-T-I-E. So it's kind of a weird way to speak. So, like, once one of her friends said that that's how it was spelled, she knew that, like, it must have been true the first time. So, yeah, like, the second time was enough to convince Diane that she shared a ghost. She shared her room with a ghost of a little girl. So she... It says here that she's gotten used to Katie's presence now, though apparently Katie can be a little bit of a trickster. Oh, how? Um, it says here that she loves rearranging the porcelain f- figures and even on occasion my posters. Once Diane found out about Katie, she, she got pretty used to it, but, and then she discovered about three years ago that there was another spirit or something else with her and Katie. Okay, what was the other spirit? Okay, so she explained she kept waking up to a cool touch on her face and, but, like, she never really found it frightening and at first she thought it might have been Katie just looking for some company, which apparently wasn't unusual, but the more this cold touch occurred that she like realized that there was another thing going on so she realized that this was an older this was an older masculine presence in his early mid-20s that was her guess and this particular spirit had a great comfort to diane it says here one night she was sorely troubled by something that had happened that day and the best she could manage was a fitful half-sleep in which her body was relaxed, but her mind was ne- was ever active and alert. In that si- in the silence, which comes only when the whole world is asleep, she clearly heard a soft tenor voice, slightly accented, singing a soothing Celtic-sounding melody. So she opened her eyes, searching for the source of the singing in the darkness and she felt a cool breath of breath on her face uh, clearly and she clearly heard in like a like a sigh like you know and the voice said softly sleep last and apparently that was the best sleep she had in months so that's kind of weird how are some people super chill about ghosts in their house (laughs) well i mean like, I get they're friendly, but even then, I'd be like, this is too much. 
Yeah. Yeah, that'd be kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, like, could you imagine well, waking up already... at night to okay, a cool touch on your face? She was already used to, like, that Katie chick, so... Uh-huh. I don't know, that's kind of well, weird. Well, I guess there was a ghost at my other house, and I was, like, pretty okay with him. Okay, you know what, but also, like, it doesn't say how old Diane was, and, you know, her guess that this other spirit was in his mid-twenties, and it was a guy, so that's kind of weird. Like, what if she was so young? She still had toys, you know? <laughs> that would have been, like, kind of weird, I feel like. You know? Yeah. Like, having some 20-year-old guy saying sleep last, and then having that been the best sleep you've had in a really long time. Yeah, that is weird. Is there more? Uh, yeah. Okay. So, the second spirit, spirit identified himself as Gary. He informed, <laughs> he informed Diane that he had died as a young man and was therefore forever 23 years old. Diane said that she'd come to recognize the cool soft scent in the air when he was around. That is so scary. <laughs> like, I feel like that'd be so weird. That'd be kind of cool, though. That'd be so weird. So, yeah, and it... And then it goes on to explain how, I guess they were, like, good ghosts. I mean, they didn't really do anything to harm Diane or, like, her family. And that... They weren't malicious? Yeah, and that... I guess it also says here that she accepted them and gave her their her hospitality, which maybe, like, went to, like, them being so nice to her, maybe... You know? Maybe. That'd be cool, though, but, like, having ghost friends. But, like, you can not really be talking to them, right? Well, yeah, you can. you would know when they're around. Okay, they, yeah, but, they like... do anything Okay, yeah, but if you were to talk to them, how would they answer back? Through a Ouija board. Did you not read the story you just read out loud? <laughs> okay, yeah, but the thing is, you can contact other things with Ouija boards. That is true, which is why, like, some malevolent spirits will pretend to be friendly spirits to get you to accept them, and then once you do, they're in your home, and then they start being malicious. So that's kind of why I'm really, like, um... Okay, but also the thing is, in this story, it doesn't say anything about that. So they used the, the Ouija board twice to make sure Katie was actually real, right? But they never said that they used the Ouija board to see Gary. You know? So how did that even happen? I don't know. Maybe Gary could... Well, you know, like, when people have, like, EVP sessions and they can pick up voices? Uh-huh. So ghosts can obviously talk. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just heard Gary okay. talk. <laughs> but that makes no sense with an with a EVP thing. They could, or they could have just heard him. I don't know, Angela. He could have written his name on, like, the fogged up mirror after a shower. Oh, that's so weird. Okay, yeah, the story's done. So, <laughs> I guess it was nice, Ghost. It wasn't really scary. All right. Um, do you want to go, or do you want me to go? I'll go. Okay. So, introduce your story. Okay, so my story, my story's just from this website that I found. It's called coldspot.org. Ooh, .org. <laughs> <laughs> and this was in Surrey. Ooh. And it's called Little Girl Standing Over Him. Ew. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Children, ghosts, I can't. Anyways, all right. 
And this is just kind of like a website where you can like post like ghost stories or like okay. encounters that you've had. And this was from on February 24th, 2016. Okay. From Danielle. Okay. So uh, my husband, myself, and my three kids moved about eight years ago. We rented a house in Surrey, BC, and the house was over 50 years old on an old acre lot. Uh, within a few weeks, we had issues of a picture being moved and flipped over almost every night. I had a candle holder that held five round candles that also got moved and the candle candles were rolled onto the floor. After a few months, we started hearing noises through the house and a little girl giggling. A friend of my daughter said she heard giggling and I saw a little girl running down the hall. A family friend moved in and he said he woke up to a little girl standing over him and when he sat up she was gone. He, he described her as being young approximately six years old with long blonde hair. No one else ever saw her said they saw her only heard her giggle and we also had an old garage in the yard that no girls would go into as I explained to my husband it's the feeling of an old grouchy man that does not want any woman in his garage. Very bad vibes. Wow. <laughs> Very <What>? bad vibes. <laughs> I don't understand that. Five years ago, everyone in the house was sleeping but me. Every time I started falling asleep, I heard, heard noises like banging, do banging or doors closing. I must have gotten up about four times to check the kids. I tried going to sleep and the TV in our bedroom turned on and off several times and the light in our room turned on. This time, my husband woke up. He asked me if I was burning something. No, I wasn't. We walked around the house and found nothing, yet we could smell smoke. Our bedroom window was open and it seemed like the smoke was coming inside from outside. I opened the door, front door, stepped outside and could smell the smoke bad. It was the house. It was on fire. Oh my god. Everyone got out of the house except the family dog. The next morning, the fire department released the house, and above the doorway at the main entrance, it looked like boo was written above the door where the paint had come off. It spooked me out. We did get a picture of the doorway. The weirdest part is that the next house we got, a little handprint uh, showed, uh, done in glitter showed up in three rooms of the house, and someone was, has been seeing a shadow at the windows, and we hear our names being called. Not sure if it is possible, but it seems like she moved with us and has stayed with us since. I mean, ghosts can attach themselves to Okay, but to what it. happened to the dog? Yeah, that <laughs> poor dog. You probably died. Oh my god. That is so that is sad. sad. That's like my biggest fear is like there'll be a fire and I can't get Loki out. <sighs> the most tragic part of that story. That Loki would just so... follow you out of the house. Yeah, he follows yeah, you true. everywhere. <laughs> that is true. Um... That was a good story. The boo thing would also scare the hell out of me. <laughs> Ew. I just hate children ghosts. Like, there's that old man ghost, too. Oh, yeah. I was like, get out of my garage. <laughs> it's like Let's that one guy from that ghost. one haunted, or that, that one, like, cartoon, the haunted house. Old monster or... house? Yeah. Oh, monster yeah. House. yeah. He's like, get off my lawn. But he turned out to be a good guy. He was yeah. just protecting the children. 
Let's watch Monster House now. No. Yes. Why? Because it's kind of a, like, not a very good movie. Uh, actually, it's a great movie, Angela. <laughs> so, um, email us if you think Monster House is a great movie. Anyways. That was... Your turn. That was a good story. Um, before I go on to my story, that reminds me, I was reading Ghost Stories of Saskatchewan this summer. I read it for a reading challenge. And there was there's this haunted house in Saskatoon, I believe, where, like, this toddler haunts the basement suite. And it was horrific. <laughs> like, imagine a toddler. Like, where in Saskatoon? Oh, somewhere on the west side. I don't remember. But, like, this this lady she lived in this house and so just imagine you have a toddler you know toddlers like they run around they grab everything they like Mm -hmm. they break everything so imagine that but it's a ghost like that's awful and i don't (laughs) want that in my life but then she she did some digging and she found out that like there was a family who died in a car accident near that area and like one of them was a toddler i think it was a little girl or a boy i don't remember and maybe, mm-hmm. like, she thinks that it just found, like, liked this basement suite and decided to stay there. Anyways. Wait, so do you think ghosts attach themselves to what's nearest? So, like, mm-hmm. let's say if, like, if someone, like, died in this house we're in right now, do you think they would have to stay here because this is where they died? Maybe. Like, I think, because, like, some ghosts attach themselves to different things, like, um... Like, things that meant to them when they yeah. were, like... So, like, like Oscar has his blanket from when he was a baby. Let's say he dies and his ghost attached himself to that blanket. So now you have a ghost blanket. Or, like, this cursed blanket. Yes. But the the blanket wouldn't be a ghost. The no, it would be cursed. Even, yeah. So, like, oh. let's say, I don't know, mom takes it to freaking Value Village and someone else buys it. Suddenly, Oscar is haunting their house because that's where the blanket is. So, or like he would just be following the blanket wherever he yeah. goes, basically. He'd probably be haunting the Value Village until someone <laughs> would take yeah. the blanket. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Or if you don't have anything close to you, then yeah, I could see like a house or something, like the area you died in. Uh, that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay, I have more of an urban legend. And we're going back to the motherland because this happened in Monterrey. Of course it did. (laughs) 30 minutes from where our parents are from. And I'm really upset about this. Why? Why? Because I didn't have a chance to go here ever and now it's not there anymore. Oh, that is so sad. It is very (laughs) upsetting, Angela. Okay, Anyways, So this is the story. Okay, go. This is the story of La Casa de los Tubos, or The House of Pipes. So, sometime in the 1970s or 1960s, depending on where you read, a dad and his only daughter moved to Monterrey, Nuevo León, in Mexico, to start a new life. Little was known about the dad and the daughter, and what made them relocate here. No one knew where they were from, no one knew why they were moving, no one knew any other family. Like, everyone just assumed there was no other family, it was just this dad and this daughter so a thing to note about the daughter is that she was paralyzed from the waist down she couldn't move her legs so she relied on her wheelchair to get around and she relied on people to help her get around so when the father and daughter how old was she it doesn't say so when the father and daughter moved to monterrey the father wanted to build a house in which his daughter could have free mobility 
So she was in a wheelchair, so it was hard to get places, and he didn't want her to rely on help to get around her own house. So he contacted an architect and, like, some builders, and this architect designed this house where she had free range, and there was ramps all over the house. There was, like, no stairs. It was all ramps, which is where it gets the name The House of Pipes because the house looks like a bunch of pipes glued together, basically, because they're all, like, spiraled. Um... So, yeah, the father hired people to build the house, and it was said that the workers had to stay super, super late building this house. They worked until the sun went down, basically. Um, And there was so much tension between them because they were working so hard and they were working so late. Between the workers? Yeah. So the workers, like, the the longer they worked there, the more they ended up, like, really hating each other. Like, tools would suddenly go missing. Uh, and then the workers would blame each other, like, oh, like, we lost the tools because of you, or because of you, or whatever. Okay. So the oh. more that tension started to arise, the more weird things started happening, and the more, like, they would keep losing things. Okay. So basically, like, and that's a common theme in a lot of ghost stories, is, like, ghosts tend to feed off strong negative energies, mm-hmm. especially if the ghost is a very negative spirit. Yeah. So, and there's also that debate, is this this negative spirit, is that what's causing the workers to be negative, or is the negativity toward, like, with the workers what brought the ghost? So anyway, a few months before the house was finished, the workers were basically enemies, and they decided that they should get together after work to try to set their differences aside and become friends again. So, in true fashion, they all went, got drinks, and got very drunk. Yes. All except for one worker. This worker was named Alberto, and Alberto, he just didn't drink. He wasn't into that. He was a good employee, a great worker, and always arrived to work early. The next day after this get-together was no different. He arrived to work early along with two other men. Um, Alberto just so happened to be working at the very top of the building, and the other two people were working on the ground floor. They he were probably, like, like, felt his can, death can you something? wait, please? And... <laughs> <laughs> So the workers were like, okay, you go up on the top floor. We have to overlook some stuff here. We'll come check on you later. Alberto was like, whatever. I'm just here to get my work done. I'll do this. So everything was going just fine when suddenly, as the two men were looking over the stuff on the first floor, they heard, and I quote, real cries of terror. Mm. Um... The cries were so horrific that it left the two men paralyzed, not knowing what to do. They wanted to run away, but they were glued to the floor like they just physically couldn't move. They were so scared. They were petrified. They suddenly realized that the cries were coming from Alberto. They were going to shout his name, but before they could, they heard the sound of something falling against the concrete. Oh. I knew it. (laughs) They ran and saw Alberto lying dead on the floor. Who called it? (laughs) His eyes well, were. I mean, it was pretty predictable. Oh <laughs> His eyes were open, and he wore a terrified expression, as if he had seen the devil himself. So authorities came, picked up the body, and if tensions weren't high before, then they definitely were now. And it seemed like no time had passed when the same thing happened to another worker. However, um, 
like he was also working at the top. He, they said he fell through one of the windows. Mm-hmm. However, this time the workers were able to get to him before he died, and his last words were, "It does not want us to be here." And then he died. Spooky. So after after this, tons of men quit their jobs justifiably, um, but the construction didn't stop. In fact, the father took his daughter to the house to show her their future home. He let her wander the unfinished house, and she managed to get all the way to the top floor. The father was looking for her like he couldn't find her when suddenly he heard a loud noise as if a large bundle of metal and meat had fallen. Meat? Well, she's a person falling to the ground. When you think of, like, when you say meat, like, you think of, like, raw meat just... Maybe it sounded like that. I don't know, Angela. Also, I did have to translate all this because I couldn't find anything in English. Anyways. Da, 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 da. Instantly, he knew what had happened, but he didn't want to believe it. He did find his daughter lying on the concrete dead, and after this, construction stopped. No one wanted to return to the house. However, the father did return. He was intoxicated, he was a wreck, and he took his own life in the house. Aww. From then on, the site has been abandoned. It is rumored that for more than 40 years, the house has been site to suicide, suicide packs, and unexplained deaths. People would visit this house from all over Mexico and claim to hear groans and see the apparitions of the father and his daughter. Um, however, you can't go visit there now because the landowners or something, someone decided to demolish the house and build something else over top of it. What's built over top of it? Um... I don't know if anything is built over top of it yet. I know they, as of 2016, they had plans to. However, some people believe that it wasn't the house that was haunted. It was the land. So a lot of people are against building something else on here because it's like, like what if the same thing happens? Oh, yeah. yeah that kind of thing. So, yeah, that is the story of the House of Pipes in Monterey, Mexico, where we have family. And I'm very upset that I didn't know about it. Do we have family there? Yeah, at least we did. I don't know if mom's brother still lives there. Weird. Yes. That was good. That yeah. was good. Yeah, that was, that was good stories. Good stories all around. Um, if you have any ghost stories, please email us um, at thewoodspodcast at gmail.com. I'd like to thank Kills and Chills for the promo at the beginning of this episode. If you haven't listened to their podcast, please go listen to it. It is really funny, and I'm always looking forward to it. Um, Angela, where can they find us on Instagram? Uh, at the Woods Podcast. Yes, and Oscar, where can they find us on Twitter? I don't know. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter, at Woods Podcast. And we'd like to thank Jason Shaw for our theme, Running Waters. Please send Shazne all of your love, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Ha, ha, ha.